everybody welcome to common ground i'm liana and i'm mirage and we are back at it in our regular common ground schedule as we make our way already into february which is hard to believe mm -hmm. i can't believe that <laughs> you know <laughs> but i know that everybody's probably excited about january being over i kept <laughs> memes online about like the 800th day of January is here, <laughs> which I really didn't feel until the last week. Right. And then the last week I was like, what day is it? Right. It's just not ending. But the last of January was fine for me. Right. Right. I was kind of okay with it. Winter is my time off. So I was pretty excited about like everything that. just feeling slow and moving slow. Um, and, um, it gave me a lot of time to think, a lot of time to do things. I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> um, but we are back with our new month and we um, have started incorporating um, themes for the uh, for each month as we go along here within Spirit. So you're going to see the themes kind of show up um, definitely in Common Ground. You're going to see them show up in our classes and our conversations on In Spirit. And so this month's theme is desire. Mm. As we enter February, um, a lot of people see it as, you know, just Valentine's Day month and <laughs> that's all there is to it. That's how I see it and I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. I know not a lot of people are a fan of the holiday, but there's a lot to be said about um, desiring and, and loving and um, being curious about the world. Um, so as we go along in our episode today, we're going to be exploring desire and all that it encompasses. Um, and we're going to go into it more in our next episode as well. Uh, but with this episode, we're going to really talk about um, how yoga shows us uh, what desire is and what we're supposed to do with desire, that there's um, a light side of desire there's a dark side of desire and there's that place in between where everything kind of connects and aligns and we figure out how to make the sensation the feeling the idea of the word work for us so with desire definition of desire is um, a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen um, I often think back to my childhood when I think of the word desire. I was always, you know, escaping in my head to different places and things I wanted for myself. Um, and it it led me, I do think, where I am today. Um, but it's this, this wanting something that is not yet, that hasn't happened yet. And it's a very strong, single-pointed focus, almost like yoga is, of you see this thing, you learn about this thing, you witness something, you see somebody else doing something, you meet somebody, um, and you want that for yourself. And um, there's a lot to be said about what happens when you come to that place of wanting something, of desiring something, and how it activates you into life. And as I said before, there's light side of it and there can be dark side obsessive quality to it um, but we're also going to talk about um, 
the opposite of what desire is. So there's a, there's a strong feeling of wanting, of, of feeling like you need something. You absolutely have to have it. And um, that is desire. But then the opposite of desire is unwanted, disinclination, you're dispassionate, and you're detached. To me, when I think of those words, there's this feeling of lethargy that comes through. There's this feeling of disinterest, of truly not caring um, about yourself, about the world you're in. So there is a fine line of desire, wanting it in your life, having it in your life, and um, you know, going too far or not doing it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, yoga comes in when we think about um, a parigraha, one of the yamas of yoga, which means non-attachment. So parigraha often translates as non-greed, non-possessiveness, and non-attachment. The word graha means to take, to seize, or to grab. Pari means sides, and the prefix a negates the word itself. Basically, it means non. So it takes us to what we need and we keep only what serves us in the moment and we let go when the time is right. What a beautiful, uh, <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> that fine line that we're talking about, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I think the reason that we're bringing up just to make it all make sense the reason that we're bringing up non-attachment is because there's a difference between detachment and non-attachment. Yeah. And as we tap into desire, we're going to discuss the misconceptions and the dualities and the preconceived notions that come, you know, with the word, like Leanna was kind of saying, but the yogic aspect that we're tying this all into is to say that there's a really, really big difference between desire, detachment, and non-attachment. Yeah. Those three things work together <laughs> and work against each other. Um, and I think it's important to acknowledge that you can have desires that are safe and Leanna used a really good word earlier and now it's like slipping my mind. Um, I'm going to say like holistic, like they're conducive to your yoga practice, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's mm -hmm. desires you have that are conducive to your yoga practice and to you as a human being that are not surface level yeah. and that are not all consuming and that, you know, make you step out of the real world into that yearning and longing that can sometimes come from these surface level desires. So when we practice non-attachment, our highest self wants a deeper desire that is around depth and it's centered and connectedness. And it brings us to a place where, you know, yes, we have a, a want for something, um, but it's not going to separate who I am from this world that I'm living in. So I hope that, you know, kind of makes sense. And the reason that we're bringing up 
a parigraha. Um, I also think it's important to note that like, if you notice yourself feeling detached, if you notice that you're lacking passion, that is a sign, I think, that maybe you're putting too much emphasis on the attachments that come from desire. Mm -hmm. And a good example of that, and I think if you don't relate to this example, you can insert another word or like a phrase or a thing and you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. So like if you are longing for a person, a relationship, okay, with a human being, there's a safe place, a non-attached a non-attached place to be. And then there is this place of what we're going to call surface level desire. And that is that yearning and that longing where nothing matters except being in and around that person. So it's like, I need to text this person. I need to call this person. I need to see this person. If this person like, you know, isn't around me. I cannot be me. Right. So if you're not relating to that via the word person, insert literally anything, your job, right. Something that, you know, you might lean into a little bit too much. All of those things can fit into this narrative. And I'm sure it's so relatable to all the masses because we've been there before. It's not, you know, we talk about this in almost every um, common ground, but like our society was designed for us to kind of be this way, right? <laughs> right. To long and to yearn and to want and to want and to want. And there is a line and the line in yoga is a parigraha. It is not attachment. Um, it is telling yourself that I'm okay with or without this thing, yeah. whatever it may be. I'm okay if this thing leaves, I will not be trapped almost in yeah. my own body, in my own thoughts, in my own mind. Um, and a lot of the desire that I can personally speak on um, when you know asked what desire means to me, I said it was like a yearning, but I can't for me, put um, like a word on what I'm yearning for or an idea or a thought because it's kind of fleeting. So I leave it up to like my imagination. <laughs> you know, in the moment I'm like, you know, I'm looking for something and I'm wanting something. And sometimes that can really, you know, mess with your psyche and maybe have you feel like a part of you is missing. But I think I have so much non-attachment <laughs> to it for lack of other word to use um that i'm okay you know like i'm i'm fine with the yearning and the longing because i don't really know what the thing is yet i just know you know it comes and it goes and i don't put too much emphasis on it now i'm not saying that that's like the only way for you to feel desire but i think it does help in it in a way when you're not making excuses for why you can't be a part of right now. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. Um, 
And that part where you said about, you know, like you, when you talk about, um, like being part of the moment and not being part of the moment, um, Mm -hmm. um, and how you learn about yourself through desire. It's, it it truly is a moment to moment thing. Like you're never going to know yourself completely. Um, once you're not going to have desire and your wants and your longings figured out, um, in one experience, you're not going to say, okay, I, I figured this out about myself. I know that this is how I am with desire. It's going to keep changing. And like you said, Mirage, how like for you, it's fleeting and it doesn't have an exact point. I think that's a beautiful comparison to life because yes, you know, a lot of us might have, you know, specific things that we're attaching to, but it truly is all fleeting. Um, And it's meant to teach us about ourselves and to, to show us about how we grew up, show us about how we are now. Um, And that's like, that's the yoga is us like learning about ourselves and using that information to respond to the world around us in a way that's beneficial for us, beneficial for others. We're not always going to get it right or be perfect, but Mm -hmm. just this general awareness of how we are in the world. And that goes with desire too. It's always fluctuating. It's always changing. And I think with anything, the more you, um, submerse yourself into it, into the experience of really like, what do I desire? Um, Do I desire anything? Um, Make a list if you need to, or just think about, you know, a memory from, you know, a week ago, like you might be a very desiring person. Maybe you just kind of float through life and you're like, well, things are okay as they are. And I don't have to like, I don't have to do too much. And I got where I am and I have the right <laughs> desires, had the right things and I'm good. Yeah. Uh, do you have desires? Do you have a lot of them? Do you have a few? Um, it's really important to um, yoga guides us to put ourselves really in the moment into the things we're curious about so that we can learn about ourselves. And so Absolutely. that might be a way to really start to learn about what desire is to you. Were you shown from a young age that desiring is a bad thing, quote unquote, or were you shown that it's a way to elevate your place in the world? Is it a way to change your circumstances? Um, Is desire something that takes you on your life path, your dharma? Um, Just something, some things to think about and to start to get curious about. Yeah. And I, and I think that's important. That's a really important place to start because if you're maybe put off or triggered or confused when you hear the word desire, ask yourself, well, why, Mm -hmm. you know, because we put it into our community and asked a bunch of our members, you know, what, before you even hear us dive into desire, when you hear the word, what do you think of? And what attack, or here I am with the word attachments again. What, <laughs> what is already coming up for me? What labels and experiences have you put on the word so that maybe you don't even consider the word desire because it's already shut off in your brain, 
right? You're already telling yourself, I'm not supposed to have desires. I'm not supposed to even want for anything. Um, there should be no yearning. There should be no longing, you know, and, and that's not a judgment, right? That's just you genuinely taking a peek into yourself and saying, yeah. it, what, what did I learn? You know, who taught me that? When did I, when did I hear that? And when did I believe it? Right. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Um, because there is a lot of misconceptions around the word spiritually, you know, we know that it, it's, it's not really meant for women in, in wanting what we want right. <laughs> as women, right? Mm -hmm. Women are almost always taught or we somehow see it, learn it, hear it. Mm -hmm that we should be desired, right? Like we're the object of the yearning and the longing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is a tale as old as time, Yes. right? Mm -hmm. um, women, I think in today's day and age can sometimes abuse desire mm -hmm. to almost manipulate other women in the wellness world specifically. Mm -hmm. I think, um, we can see that when we see someone with a beautiful yoga practice, a successful business, a relationship, right? Like it's like, oh, I desire those things because, or rather, let me flip that. They're marketing desire. Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> and so talking. then you're like, oh, I want those things because I want this life. I yeah. desire this specific life. Right. It's like, no, honey, that's being sold to you. Yes. Like, <laughs> Desires being back. sold to you. Yes. Like take a step back and yeah. figure out what it means for you and turn off like the, you know, Instagram, Facebook, yes. TikTok things that are being shown to you. And, you know, it's really easy to get stuck in that scroll and just like yeah. put yourself in that place of like constantly looking at what other people are doing while ignoring what you actually feel about it. And you might have little hints here and there, you know, you might think about, you know, a little comment you have about someone's video or something they're doing, how it aligns with you, how it doesn't align with you. But you like, it really is a matter of sitting by yourself in silence away from what is outside of you um, so that you can really start to figure out what is it for me and how did it, how was it rooted in me and how has it grown in me? How will it change in me? Yeah. And, it, and that's when, and we're going to really, really tap into this conversation right now. We're kind of talking about, like I said, the misconceptions, the opposite, the duality of desire so that you understand what it's almost not. Yeah. But our next episode will be teaser um, about that higher level. So there's like a higher level of basically what you desire, <laughs> you know, and it is nourishing and creative and it is with your true capital S. I know you guys have heard us talk about that before, your capital S self. Mm -hmm. And that is where this, you know, genuine want, like Leanna was saying, this sit with yourself and ask yourself these questions, turn off that external, the lesser noise and sit with what is it that I am yearning and longing for in a way 
that is surface level and what is it that I am actually my highest true self needing and wanting and hoping for. Yes. And so that's your homework assignment. Yes. <laughs> you and I too, we can start to really yes. dive into it for our next episode is to really like, this is your invitation to take time, you know, wake up in the morning and just sit for like five minutes and in, in silence, you know, light a candle or, you know, sit by your favorite plant or read a book that really um, gives you some uh, like true depth about what it is for you um, desire is or something that inspires you and then you know come back to us and, and see where you are as we you know keep the conversation going about desire and um, how to align it with your dharma yeah and I think asking yourself and Leanna I, I know you and I spoke about this previously um, really what do you feel with your current quote unquote desires, what you yeah. believe to be your desires? Right. Are you in this spiral right now mm -hmm. where it's like a yearning and a longing that's so deep that it takes you out of the real world, puts you in wallowing, puts you in self misery almost, you know, where you're like, I can't even function because I I'm so attached to this desire. Yeah. If that is coming up for you, that is, I think, like immediate red flag, yeah. immediate sign that we need to put in some solo work and yeah. we need to have a sit or we need to go on a walk or we need yeah. to touch grass. Like we need to be with ourself, yeah. capital S, yes. and, and really invite ourselves back into this space, yeah. back into the world and say, I need a reevaluation again. You never want to come from a place of judgment because then you're only hurting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You're coming from a place of love and compassion and really yeah. wanting to be honest with just yourself. You don't have to share this with anybody. Right. You know, sometimes it's the hardest part of being honest is being honest with yourself. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. you can't, you can lie to yourself and you already know you're lying, right? So it's not like lying to a, your like family or a friend. Right. <laughs> when you lie to yourself, you are already saying, I know I'm lying, but I'm saying and you don't gonna believe it. it anyway. Yeah, like you just wouldn't do it because you want to do it and you just exactly. don't like, so having that, you know, self-compassion and having that honest conversation mm -hmm. to say, like, I want to sit down and I really want to ask myself, like, I'm getting sick over my desires. Yeah. How do I separate myself from that? And we will talk more about the practices and things you can do, like I said, in the next episode, but really having that homework right now where you just reflect and, and, you know, come to terms with one, the word, what does it mean for you? How does it show up in your life? And two, what is it for you and how are you showing up mm -hmm. when it is presented to you? So, you know, there is reflection that can happen right now if you're open to it without judgment and without being scared because you don't have to share with anyone. Yes, exactly. It can stay with you. It's yeah. being okay with getting curious and um, being okay with seeing parts of yourself that you have never seen before, like, you know, qualities and um how you might come off to other people. 
Mm -hmm. being okay with seeing those parts of yourself like well what would an outsider see if they saw me in this place of desiring of wanting of obsessing or what would an outsider see if they saw me as complacent and not motivated and not caring um what does that look like when you see somebody in that place what do you think and that gives you a really big clue of how you are in those places what you think of um, how other people look is a good indication of how you actually are in those spaces and those places. That's such a good point. That is <laughs> such a good point. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to point the fingers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been, I've been going through so much lately, you know, it's been like about a year since I got divorced, mm-hmm. but I've really been seeing qualities of who I am, like taking a real look of who I am and how I am, especially when it comes to desire and relating to other people and being in relationship. And I've broken down and cried and cried. Like, I can't believe this is how I actually am. Like, this is what other people were trying to tell me. This is what my ex was trying to tell me. And I didn't listen. You know, not saying that, you know, it was right or he was right or that I need to go back and amend anything, but it's just like a reality check. Like, wow, this is how I was. And somebody was trying to tell me that. And then I pushed it away because it hurt my feelings. Right. And so now is a good time. February is a good time to really sit with those places and specifically, you know, we think about desire a lot with other people, but like Mirage said at the beginning, you know, it can be around anything, anything that you want, anything that you long for. It's a daily practice. It's life. Like, you know, even if you don't desire a lot, you do desire things. You Mm -hmm. desire food. You need it for survival. You desire a comfortable place to sleep. You desire sleep. Like there's little things that you can start to look at of, you know, basic needs and how that also expands out into um, what elevates you and takes you on your path and what you're supposed to share with the world and how you're supposed to be here right now in your life. Absolutely. And I think a good way to reflect on desire as well is to ask yourself if you're struggling to like, well, how do I know if it's a lesser desire or a higher Mm -hmm. desire, right? Like I'm really not sure. I think maybe having a moment of reflection after you quote unquote, get what you want. Mm -hmm. So when the desire Mm -hmm. is, are you just like, boom, on to the next one, you know, Mm -hmm. or are you now in this place of, wow, I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to continue to use the relationship example (laughs) because It works for me. (laughs) Ding, ding, answer for everybody. (laughs) Um, When you're in this relationship and you're longing for it and you're wanting it, your lower, the lesser desire, right, is saying, oh, I want this, I want this person to like me. But the higher desire is wanting to feel connected, is wanting Mm -hmm. to feel loved, is wanting to feel cherished and honored and supported, right? All those things. It's not that it's this, you know, baseline. Oh, I, I need this person, this person specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I need those other things, those higher things that I just mm-hmm. mentioned. But once I achieve quote unquote, this relationship with this person, get you know, getting this person to like me and be with me. Am I 
feeling love? Am mm-hmm. I feeling connected? Am I feeling whole? Or am I just now with someone to be with someone? To fill your time. <laughs> yes. To check the box. Desire for the year done. Done. I've accomplished it. And we're done. (laughs) Okay. And if you're someone like type A, like me, who likes to check things off, it would not be a good check off. (laughs) Right. Don't do that. We don't want to ever check it off. We want to keep building and working Ah. and wanting it. Yes. So that is. And yeah. that's a good ch- a little check-in with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, Mirage, it's about really taking like the outside view and like seeing what it's teaching you about yourself, not about the person or the object or the thing that you're desiring. What is it showing you about you? Just like when you look at something from the outside and you know, you have thoughts about it, it really is a reflection of you. Um, it's really the things that you want are a reflection of you. So it's a really good indicator of like deeper things in that higher self yes yeah so that's your homework everybody sit with what desire write your own definition for desire look at how it shows up in your life Mm -hmm. do you desire many things do you desire a few things are you somewhere in between what is the thing that you most commonly desire um how does it show up for you um and then tune in next week and we'll have lots more information about taking us on our higher path and using desire to our advantage and making it work for us. Yes. So that episode will be in two weeks. Or two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see you all then. Yeah. All righty. Bye everybody. Bye. You've listened to the entire episode, and for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for tuning in to these real-life, unedited conversations. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. If you did, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with others who might also be interested. In Spirit isn't just a podcast. We're a virtual yoga community for the seekers. Join us for seven days free to enhance the well-being of your world. Subscribe to our podcast to never miss an episode, and we'll be with you in spirit.